This is episode 149. They should call this color ashtray glass. I'm just thinking about how Fender Ultra <laughs> makes me think of Michelob Ultra. <laughs> oh, and God. it's bad. Yeah. So that's all. I just I meant to mention that when we did the segment, but I forgot. <laughs> okay. I'm not gonna edit it in there. <laughs> uh yeah, it's the tone control. Ring the bell. The bell has been rung. It's been runged. Switching to a new platform like this requires me to totally redo all my windows again, and that's that's trying for me. Window configs. My my configs, and sorry, I'm moving things around. You also. are. It was very disturbing. Uh, sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah, trying to keep an eye on GarageBand and keep an eye on Discord and keep an eye on making sure I write down funny show titles and things like that. So, yeah. um, this will work for today. Sure. <laughs> Uh, sure, sure. Yes. Yes. I'm feeling a lot less pressured this time. Yeah. Um, I feel like now we've now we're, we're we're old pros. Now we've done it. We've done it already. Get doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Doesn't yeah. Matter. Um I have a koozie on my beer. My beer is um little something something from Lagunitas. Oh, okay. I have a koozie on my beer as well. My koozie says Life needs more tailgates and touchdowns. <laughs> and we, so you know that that's sounds pretty like a story, Derek. For me. It's pretty. Uh, it tracks if you know who I am. Yes, this is uh, <laughs> precisely what I expected you to say. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. It was a toss-up between this one and Sunday Fun Day, but considering it's Thursday, I figured that was just totally inappropriate. Yeah. Wild. So. Yeah, I don't know where my other good koozies are. Mm-hmm. I've I've got links from Ryan Geis, which I believe is a new one this season. Cool. Some some fucking IPA or some shit. Some fucking thing. Mm-hmm. And it's yummy. So my folks are here. They've oh, been right. here. Th- they've been here this week. Um, getting getting ready. Be you know starting the process of moving into their new house. So they drove down here with their giant truck hauling a U-Haul trailer and. Oh geez! Got here Sunday, and I helped him. Like we brute force unloaded the whole thing into the house and stored it all That's... away because their contractor is still going to come and like tear up a bunch of rooms and like totally redo the kitchen. And That's so... a lot. I mean, moving sucks. <laughs> I could not even yeah. imagine moving so far, like like that far. I moved from Connecticut to New Hampshire in many small trips. Yeah. Um, well, the, I was the thing is, they're traveling for work, but they're like, doing this, this a, in small trips, kind oh. of, <laughs> or but big it's a, trips. Such but, a bigger, yeah, it's such a bigger distance, you know. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, I had like just my little hatchback full of stuff, right? Uh, at a time, mm-hmm. so. But I was I was routinely coming back for work, so. Ah, wow, that's a lot. It's a lot. So they've been going around, you know, meeting with their contractor, getting things kind of finalized and and actually into motion and. Other things they want, they're they're gonna they they ordered a shed. They're ordering like to have the 
crushed stone put in for the shed and then uh, uh, appliances today. They walked into Home Depot knowing exactly what they wanted and said, ring me up, fridge, uh, oven, microwave, Good. washer, dryer, the whole thing. <laughs> they bought a bunch of beds. They're just not, they're not, they're like they're just, throwing away all of their big stuff in New Hampshire. They're just like getting rid of it all. And then they're going to just buy all new stuff over here. <laughs> At some point it makes sense. Cause then you can yeah. also, are they getting rid of it in the house or just leaving it in the house for sale? Uh, they're getting rid. I think they're going to empty the house. They're like a lot of them. They're oh, okay. able to kind of give away to people who needed it. Um, okay. There's been, That's they've good. been doing some sort of like pawn shop stuff. Like they found a bunch of stuff that belonged to Ty and I, like, Old, uh, me, Ty and me. Damn it. I'm becoming a, gra- a grammar person and I blew it. Anyway, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the, um, stuff like old, old, uh, toys, like from when oh, we were yeah, kids and yeah. stuff, they, they like walked into a pawn shop and walked out with like 200 bucks from like Sweet. a bunch of junk. Yeah. And I was like, hell yeah, you did it. You did yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, you know. So that's what, tomorrow's, I think, going to be their Ikea day. And I've been doing some mostly working this week and some kind of going around with them. But mm-hmm. Well, that's exciting. Good for them. Yeah. Good, good. Um, speaking of childhood stuff, did you get Disney Plus? No, I haven't yet. Okay. I kind of think I want to, but at the same time, I'm also, I got super pissed about this whole thing, the... The movie's oh, changed once again. Um, yeah, so apparently that changed, if we're talking about Hanshot first, by the yeah. way. Uh, they, now they Hanshot at again. the same time? <laughs> no, it's not that. It's that Greedo shouts something before yeah. shooting Han. He gets the last word. But um, I forget where I was going with this. Um, we'll talk about, you and I will talk about this <laughs> offline. How about that? Um, That's fine. But anyway, we're, we're talking about Childhood stuff, and I before I came up here, I was watching. This is super appropriate. I was watching Doug. <laughs> <laughs> Remember Doug? I yeah. Don't know if that was yeah. Yeah. I I was just so in love with that show when and I was Quail a kid. Man. Yeah, and they live in um, Bluffington, <laughs> and they, they, the first episode comes on, and I was like, oh my god, like just absolute trip down memory lane. It was so fun. Huh. Yeah, there were t- the very first episode. The Beats announced that they're breaking up. <laughs> oh yeah, and they're like the local band, or like wherever they live, they're like uh, some huge band that's like worldwide stardom, and <laughs> yeah. yet they're local or something like that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's fun. What a what a time ninety six. <laughs> <laughs> what is that on? Is that on Disney? It's on Disney Plus. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Along with everything else, huh? I got a lot so, of stuff. On. So what's what's the deal with it? What? So tell me how much how much do I have to how much coals so are cash do I have to lay down? There's the a monthly option. I think it's seven bucks a month, uh, or a yearly option, which is seventy dollars a year. So you oh. save a little bit of money going for yeah. the year. Uh, and then there's another option that gives you Hulu Plus and ESPN Plus as well for like thirteen a month. Oh. So. We we looked into it a lot more closely, kind of when it was, you know, in the home stretch, and it was like, oh no, this is something I think we want. Yeah, and we don't we don't have a kid, and it's like still pretty clear that there's a plenty <laughs> of stuff that Disney owns that is not for kids. Mm-hmm. 
not not just for kids. So we were like, dude, let's get it. And uh, Beth picked it up for my birthday, which is awesome for a year. So we have a year of that now. Cool. Um, and they own, like, let's remember, they own Star Wars. They Marvel. own the entire Marvel universe. Yeah. They own National Geographic. Uh, hmm. Of course, Pixar. Every everything. Um, all grouped by decade because they've got Disney stuff going back to the 20s and 30s. It's wow. awesome. It's very, very awesome. Huh. That's and a, there's all that's kinds a of lot new of stuff. Shows. And I do have a kid. Yeah, there's all <laughs> kinds of new stuff, uh, like new original content. Of course, The Mandalorian, which is what I yeah. wanted to talk to you about, but we can we can pause on that. Um, it's okay. It, it we is can very... talk about The Mandalorian. Now, I've heard so here's great the reviews. Thing. Yeah, so it's um, probably a super smart marketing move. So when you sign up, you get a free week, but they're doing uh, one episode a week. So it's not bingeable. Oh. So you can't you can't cancel your membership after watching all of The Mandalorian. <laughs> right. But right. Uh, yeah, it's directed by John Favreau, or directed not directed, created and produced by John Favreau, mm-hmm. and had a ten million dollar budget per episode. Whoa. Yeah. So the money factory that is Disney is doing just fine. I I worked on a. <laughs> I, I, I worked a little tiny bit on a feature film with real Hollywood actors that had a $5 million budget. It was like a micro film for Hollywood, wow. but that, uh, that is a feature length movie with half the budget than this show had. Then this show that, yeah, the premiere episode you'd expect it to be like long. It was 40 minutes. Huh? I huh. was fully expecting like a good hour and 10 for mm-hmm. a premiere episode. Nope. 40 minutes. And it's made so for anyway, this, so it's not like it's it is. formatted to a particular time scale necessarily. Right. Yeah. So I mean, they can be as long as they need to be in the future, but it's crazy. Huh. So just one um, episode out so far. One one out so far. I think the rule, generally speaking, is that new episodes of things are going to come out on Fridays. So just Friday is going to be Disney Plus Day. Oh. Uh, okay. Yeah. Huh. Um, I feel less, a lot less hostile toward it. Um, because I got to admit, like, when I first heard that, like, oh, Disney's going to make their own, like, app and you have to subscribe to it, I was sort of, like, really miffed that it wasn't just going to, like, get a deal with one of the things that we all already subscribe to, you know? Because um, I was yeah. like, how many subscriptions do I need? But yeah, they do have, you know, it, it really isn't just one thing that they've got there. <laughs> No, it's really not. And I think cruising through the catalog, it is it's never been more clear how much Disney owns. Wow. So there's all huh. of course the Disney movies that you know, all your, you know, Aladdin, Cinderella, Snow White, uh through through uh Pixar stuff, Marvel, Star Wars, all that. Of course, all the Disney Channel stuff. So all those old yeah. TV shows. Um like I said, National Geographic. So the new Jeff Goldblum show is on National Geographic. Hmm. Which is just the best. It's him walking around looking at things that he's like perplexed by and going, ha. Ah. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I love it. I want to be best friends with Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> he's like old now, right? Yeah, but if I can age half as gracefully as Jeff Goldblum, <laughs> you know, I'll be in good shape. Wow. Um, huh. It's really, it's really, really good. It's worth exploring. Yeah, yeah. All right. So, All anyway, right. Uh, well, actually, I just, I just, of the, sorry, go ahead. I, the only other thing is like, I'm just not going to watch the Star Wars movies on there. 
Yeah. Yeah, um, I, I get that. Because, um, but you can watch all the documentaries about Star Wars. You can watch yeah. all the animated series, all of the extra specials, all of that stuff too. Mm, okay. I watched a, a Marvel. Uh, it was created in 2014, so it's a little bit outdated now. But the Phase One and Two uh, of Marvel Cinematic Universe, they had like a you know hour long documentary about the making of, like the planning of the whole process. Yeah, really interesting. Um, you can watch the original Spider-Man, the other original Spider-Man, the other, um, other original Spider-Man. Don't forget Spider-Woman, like real, (laughs) really old. I was watching Gargoyles yesterday afternoon. Oh, wow. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh, and 30 seasons of The Simpsons. Yeah, of course. Right. Because they, they have not even scratched the surface on what they own from Fox yet. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's it's only going to get crazier. Yeah, Doug's saying in the chat, how much of a do you think it's a flex on how much stuff? You know, I, I, that that's an interesting comment. Like they're they're just sort of like bragging, flexing, however you want to put it. But at the, on the other hand, like now it's being described to me, they waited until they could do this on day one. You know, they didn't like roll yes. something out and then start trying to compete. They just calmly existed right so apple tv plus is out which has i think what a dozen shows or less oh and they're advertising the hell out of them too i've seen a lot of it i've seen that jason muamo or however you say his name moma uh whatever that show with him in it where everybody's blind i guess um i don't even know there's another one that seems to be some kind of alternate reality space race movie um and then something else that I don't know. The ad doesn't seem to do. With Steve Carell and Jennifer Aniston. Oh yeah, Reese that Witherspoon. one. But Man, like they're hammering that I've, stuff home. Oh, they are. And I've read just a, in passing through headlines. Everyone is saying that Apple TV Plus is just kind of fine. Yeah, you I mean, know, it, can uh, you can you like? Is it cheap? Can you buy like individual? It is. I think the cheapest. I think it's like five dollars a month. Um, but I thought you could buy like channels like you add a channel for oh, a dollar know. kind I, of thing i haven't looked into it really because i'm genuinely not interested right now Shoot. you know I'm i not mean with the two of time. them sitting next to each other it's an easy choice oh 100 yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah so it's it's been fun so far i would definitely recommend it I mean, it's only been out a couple of days but it's been really wonderful yeah Cool. I feel a lot of pressure to watch all the stuff I never saw or never caught. Like I haven't seen Avatar probably since it came out, and it's just right there. Like, oh, I don't <laughs> have to go. Like, is it on Netflix? Is it on Hulu? Is it on? Do I have to rent it on iTunes? Like, there's a whole you know step process you have to do to find where the thing is you want to watch. Sometimes, and considering yeah. that Disney owns almost all of it, <laughs> it's all in one place. Wow. Anyway, we should podcast. Yeah, we could. We could do it. So. What do you, how do you, oh, you, oh, you're right. I start this fucking thing, don't I? <laughs> Jesus. What an idiot. Thanks to Pedal Genie for sponsoring the tone control. Visit pedalgenie.com and start your wish list today. All right. What's up first, my man? What's up first is a question from Doug on Discord Phantom Power. What the fuck is it? When do I use it? When do I not use it? How do I know? <laughs> How do I know? This question uh, came in after we finished last week's recording, uh, just 
before we get really into it, send us questions. You can do it in Discord. You can do it on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, wherever. Send us questions. We will answer them on the show. Okay, mm-hmm. Justin, go, because I don't right. have the answer to this either. <laughs> Phantom Power is a, a DC voltage that is in cables. Um, <laughs> is it truly a menace? I promise I'm going to stop reading the chat room on the air, but yes, it is. <laughs> it is a menace. Okay, uh, 48 volts DC um, on uh, typically mic cables. Um, technically, you could put it on anything that has three conductors, but uh, basically it's for mostly microphones. Um, you need it because some microphones that are condenser mic. I have to stop looking. I'm going to have to like turn that screen off because they can't. They're both too- Derek. That one was me. I'm that sorry. That one was Derek. Okay. <laughs> okay. Anyways. Um, mostly for microphones. Uh, this, uh, microphones that are condenser microphones are powered, and that 48 volts of DC essentially activates an internal, like, almost like a pseudo preamp. Now you still need a preamplifier to record them, to, to like get them in and get them up to like line level where they're supposed to be. But uh, it's this, it's this, that's the difference between a condenser and a dynamic microphone. Essentially a dynamic microphone is just a tiny speaker. It's just a, a piece of membrane that is moving to react to air and uh, moving a ma- over a magnetic coil. And that's inducing a current, right? It's just physical. And a speaker is the same way, you know, in reverse. The, the magnetic coil moves to push the membrane to, to make the air vibrate. Um, in a condenser microphone, it's, they're much more sensitive because of the way this is. It's less about the, the physically moving a membrane back and forth. Um, and it's responding to much subtler vibrations because it's actually reading electron flow from between two polarized membranes. And all that doesn't work unless you're feeding it a power source in order to polarize those membranes. So that is how condenser microphones are different. They require a bunch of extra circuitry that is not present in a um, dynamic microphone, in a passive microphone, you could say. And that's also why they're typically more sensitive, especially to quiet sources and to uh, very sparkly high ends, because those are Uh. uh, those are vibrations that don't have a lot of power. Right. But when you're talking about the disturbance of electrons suspended between two metal membranes, like that's a very subtle thing that that can be sort of perceived as a current. Yeah. I was just about to equate it to active and passive guitar things. Yes, it it is. That is what it is. A condenser is an active microphone. Um, There can be battery-powered microphones that are providing their own phantom power. Sometimes they're not always 48 volts, but that is the standard for phantom power. There was something called T-power, which was a different voltage for a different kind of microphone. Um, It's not a very popular standard. You're not going to run into that. There is something called an electret condenser, which has a permanent charge in it. It's basically got a kyber crystal or something in it. But anyway, it's <laughs> those are typically inexpensive. They're they're cheap condensers. They kind of have the sound of condenser in that they're very toppy, but it's not a true. F- it's not. It, they're not truly the same as a condenser, and they're um, not really. They're the nice microphones are not going to be electric condensers. It's like a different kind of mm-hmm. capsule. Um, when, when else might you use it? There are some thing, some preamps that will be sort of an inline preamp. And if you feed them phantom power, that will activate them. So there are things like the cloud lifter or the fet head, which are these inline microphone boosters for dynamic mics. 
So this is for something like when you have an SM7B or some other microphone that's particularly low output. A lot of ribbon mics are really low output. You mm-hmm. can put this device in line and they're like between $1 and $200 little chunk of equipment. And it's essentially like a, a chunk of a, a condenser microphone in that it's like a little bit of preamp circuitry that's going to run on 48 volts of DC. And so you'll feed that phantom power, <clears throat> that little box uses the phantom power and then to amplify cleanly the signal from the dynamic mic so you can make them louder. Mm-hmm. Uh, some cool. DI boxes for your guitars, since we're a guitar, guitar podcast, some of them could be powered by phantom power because that's going to flow along the XLR channel, right? The output of the uh, yes, DI okay. box. Yep. So you could have a powered, not passive DI that was running on phantom power instead of its own power source. In fact, I think that's how countrymen's traditionally are. Um, there's probably others. And um, what else? When not uh, to use he followed up. He followed up asking, yep. um, uh, will a condenser mic identify itself as such? And, or yeah, it just won't work if needs... you don't feed it phantom. You just won't okay. get any signal whatsoever out of it. Um, generally, what you think of as like a studio microphone, like a side address microphone where the capsule's big and you can see it in there inside the grill, those are all condensers. Um, there mm-hmm. are some condensers that are not in that form factor. There's like a handheld. Um, the In fact, the, the guy from uh, New Moons, he has a, I think it's a microphone from Blue. And it's a handheld. It looks it looks hmm. a little similar to one of those Sennheiser handhelds, um, but mm-hmm. it's it's a condenser microphone in that form factor. Uh, they're just trying to get that extra kind of clarity and top end out of essentially a handheld vocal mic, and they do it by making it a condenser mic that needs phantom power. Hmm. Um, cool. When okay. do you not need phantom power? Phantom power <clears throat> doesn't do damage to almost anything except some old ribbon mics cannot have huh. phantom power put into them. Most modern ones have a, the transformers in them are wound so that they're only one way, so that the 48 volts can't pass through to the ribbon element. But if it's an older uh, ribbon mic and it is especially fragile because it's old, it probably won't have that one way transformer winding. So 48 volts will actually electrify the ribbon element, which is like a four micron thick piece of aluminum or um, some other very light uh, metal mylar they use sometimes. Mm, okay. And it will just vaporize it. It'll be like popping a light bulb. Poof. Yeah. yeah um, so do not feed phantom power to those. Um, there are some boards where like phantom power is banked, like in groups of eight channels. Um, so, you know, you have to be careful in those situations, but. For the most part, anything okay. modern isn't going to be harmed by it. Typical dynamic mics doesn't make a difference. Phantom power on or off. It'll cause a little click when you change it, but it doesn't mm. so do anything oh, yeah, to the mic. Yeah. The mic doesn't use it. The mic isn't harmed by it. Ribbon mics, be careful. Yeah. Cool. It's about okay. the size of it. Nice. And now Doug knows. And now, <laughs> and knowing is half the battle. Yeah. Cool. So Righteous Ryan sent us a small builder a few weeks ago. And actually, I think it was right before we launched the Patreon and Discord and all that stuff. And we had the show ready to go, like, really early, so I didn't put it in. So this week, we are finally talking about uh, the new small builder. Demodash? Demodash, it's gotta be. Let's go with Demodash. Demodash. Executive decision. Demodash effects. (laughs) 
Made in Canada by Steve Demidash. <laughs> do we don't Dem- have a link? Demidash? Oh, shoot. We do have a link. I'm sorry. Derek, I did not include it. You were too busy posting Star Wars memes at me that you can't post hey. a link to Demidash. Yeah. I'm here. What is it? Uh, it is literally <laughs> demidasheffects.com. So do yourself a Google and get Demidash there. Demidasheffects.com. So Steve in Canada currently makes two pedals. I read through the website and I <laughs> when, really. When's get... he going to sell those to? <laughs> <laughs> it's extremely boutique. He makes exactly two and then he's done. <laughs> I really get the sense that he truly makes these uh, like in a garage with a single swinging light bulb or something like that. It's very. Uh, the way the website is written, it's it's very first person. It's oh, like okay. I I do this, and uh, you know I'm working on this thing, and it's it's very interesting. So the oh T- I figured out why you didn't post a link. Hold on, it's because you posted links to the two pedals, and you didn't feel the need. Because oh. <laughs> <laughs> now I, I just realized I have three tabs open to this guy's website. <laughs> it's because I'm not an idiot. <laughs> well, contrary to popular belief, you let me convince so, you you were. Well, you know. <laughs> Those things aren't mutually exclusive. <laughs> okay, the T120 is a videotape echo. Now, what does that mean? So, I remember when, I don't know if I remember when it came out, or if Righteous Ryan brought it to my attention, or I just saw it somewhere along the way, and I was like, wow, okay. An echo, it's an analog echo. Mm-hmm. Kind of going for that vintage warbly thing i got it okay. okay videotape is the qualifier here that is really interesting to me yeah and i heard um i heard some demos and i was like it is exactly the sound of warped videotape oh so this is like, like tracking errors on a vhs kind of yeah. yeah so it's, it's doing this thing that is very much like wow and flutter on a tape echo but there's a quality about it that is really only present in videotape. So I used to have and, this dub of uh, Die Hard on VHS. <laughs> and the scene, like, right when the, the elevator opens and they all see the first guy that he killed, ho, 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 now I have a machine gun. Uh-huh. Right before the elevator opens, there was like a disturbance in the tape and it would always go for a second. And I would, I've watched it so many times, it's probably making it worse. But like, I know precisely the sound you're talking about. I'm thinking about that elevator yeah. right now. <laughs> it's that kind of like slight pitch change that's not not really that different. I don't know. It's very interesting. Yeah. So it sounds like that garbled audio that comes from worn out VHS tapes. And it sounds <laughs> perfect. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's more than a modulated delay. It's it's really very interesting. You really got to listen to it to kind of hmm. to to feel it, I guess, to see what I'm talking about. Yeah. Uh, there are controls for time, echo, <laughs> intensity, depth, speed, and tape quality. It is going to place your music at a particular time and space. You know, <laughs> like anybody yeah. who was alive for D, for a, a VHS. <laughs> In any big yeah. way, like you're gonna, I'm gonna feel like I'm 11 if I hear when I hear this pedal. Yeah, <laughs> I can't right. help it. So it's available in two versions a standard and a deluxe. Uh, we've been talking about the standard, the deluxe has soft switching, uh, okay, echo trails, full wet to dry, full wet to full dry mix, a self oscillation switch, and stereo out via TRS connection. All right. All right. 
And the other one doesn't have any of that. The other one doesn't have that. It's just like kind of a regular stomp box style. I think if you're going in on this, if you're going to commission him to build you this pedal, which is really how it works, okay. uh, they're in they're in demand and built by hand. So if you're going to contact him and say, I want to buy a T120, build me one, please. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a long time before you get it. And you should just get the deluxe. I know it's more money, of course, but you really, those are the features that are going to yeah. s- truly set it apart. I saw that it, the regular one didn't have a tap tempo, and at some point, there there is a tipping point where that's a deal breaker for me. I have a delay pedal that does not have a tap tempo, and it's fine for just hanging out and playing guitar. But if I really want to commit to writing a part or writing music with an effect, tap, the tap tempo tap is pretty important to me. Yeah, no tap. Not is good not enough. having what, tap is is not good enough. Yeah. Yeah, it's gonna make me wish I had it because to it breaks that sort of um, that yeah. I don't know songwriting trance you get in where you can just like use your foot to touch the button rather than stopping. Well, it, and it's the it's knob, musically it and, correct. It's musically not yeah. a problem to just tap your mm-hmm. foot in. Mm-hmm. You know, because if something's wrong, you don't have to like stop what you're doing and mess with the. Oh, I turned it too far. Maybe if I back it off, just well, let's split the difference there. And no. That doesn't work for right, us. Right, right. Um, so I like it a lot. I can't afford it, and I'm not really in the market. <laughs> but it's it's very cool. If I saw one around, I would absolutely have to try it um, very carefully. You know what I mean? <laughs> okay. So the other pedal is the 112 Plus Drive Channel. So according to his website, Schechter Guitars wanted to trade him a guitar of his choice for some pedals he designed. Uh, so he for, for the T120. So he also designed an overdrive pedal for this trade. Like what is okay. that? <laughs> so it's got an internal charge pump, boosting it up to thirty-four volts. Because because twenty-four <laughs> is not enough. Eighteen's not enough. Yeah, apparently nine isn't either. <laughs> Uh, features a JFET preamp, a voice control that lets uh, that sets how much bass is passed through the drive section. Okay, uh, the drive section. That's being, an interesting uh, wording, right? You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I thought so. So pre pre filter, I guess it's probably not as complicated as I'm making it in my head. It's probably just a pre filter. Probably, yeah. Uh, drive section is a big, wide. Um, Big and wide, it can get clippy, fuzzy, that kind of thing. The signal is reamplified after the drive and then goes to a three-band active EQ. So at noon, it'll be zero, and then each knob will do a boost or cut, which okay. I like. I, li- I like that kind of setup. So that, means the level really knob, nice. that means the level knob is before the EQ. That means... Sorry, that's a, that's my reading. Right so you have drive, you have pre-filter, drive, level, EQ stack. In that order. That's that's my reading of that. Uh, I think so. So in other words, turning the EQs up would make the pedal louder. Even if you had it dimed already. This is not super important. I didn't really mean for the whole whole podcast to a halt. (laughs) Um, There's a section on the product page called Details for Nerds. That's probably what you should look at for that kind of answer. Um, But overall, it sounds really nice. It can get really splattery and kind of like not fuzz. You know, it's sort of like Mm. it's a little different. Fuzz is kind of a strong word, I think. But it's got a really nice crispy jangle to it. And it just sounds really good. Rad. 
Rad, dude. So the retro harmonic, this is coming soon, so I guess not not done, so we didn't put it on the show list. Yeah, I don't know when it's available. It just says coming soon. Okay, um, well, he's got, a harmonic, he's got a harmonic tremolo in the works, too. This thing looks cool, though. Or something like that. It's got a lot of knobs. It's got stereo, stereo in and out. Whoa, tap tempo with subdivisions. Wait, divisions and ratio? What? Hmm. Amplitude, pan or sync, plus one, plus two, stereo in, mono in, and then drift. This is going to be nuts. And an expression input. Holy smokes. He's, he's going, um, he's going for it. Yeah, he's really going for it. Steve in Canada, keep me in the loop. <laughs> All right. I want to hear about that. Huh. All right, super duper. And that's Demodash effects. Let's Hey, do you want to you want to do this now? Pedal Genie? So, I do want to do it. Should now. we should we hit it? We're going to pedal hit this it. Genie. We're going to pedal that Genie so hard. Mm. Here we go. Pedal Genie is like the Netflix of guitar pedals. Rent any pedal you want for as long as you want, for one low monthly price. Shipping is included and there are no late fees or time limits. With over 1,500 pedals to try from nearly 100 different manufacturers, Pedal Genie definitely has the gear you want to try. Subscriptions start with Flex at just $19.95 a month. Try out one pedal at a time for as long as you want. Send it back when you're ready for the next one. For only $39.95 a month, the standard subscription includes shipping, so you could have a different pedal every few days. If one isn't enough for you, Pedal Genie Pro gets you three pedals at a time for only $64.95 a month. Shipping included. There's a subscription for everyone and best of all, your first month is free. If you find the pedal of your dreams, the one you just have to key, Pedal Genie will offer you a buyout option. Prices vary with the length of your membership and the type of pedal, but you'll definitely get an awesome price for the pedal in your hand. So head to PedalGenie.com to fill up your wishlist with pedals, and they'll send out your first pedal ASAP. Pedal Genie, all your pedal wishes granted. What? God, what an idiot. Uh, um, okay. So I have cut open my box, but I have not opened it. Oh, a live unboxing. Do you guys want to do that? Huh? I certainly do. Okay. All right. Well, I'll, I'll put my, we'll, we'll bump mine up front then. <clears throat> We're about to find out it, what bro. the f this is. I'm opening up the purple wrapper. Uh-oh, it's big. What the fuck is this? That's what she said. She said all these things. <laughs> <laughs> this is something from Bondi Effects. Bondi? Bondi. Okay. B-O-N-D-I. B-O-N-D-I. The sick as overdrive. Oh, yeah. Dude. <laughs> what even right, so is this? Like the sick as I mean, I get that it's is a it's a very highly sought after overdrive. Is it? Yeah, it's a good one. I think friend of the show Eric has one. He's not here tonight, but he has one as far as I remember. Well, it's very um, it's it's like a sea foam like surf green. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and I am in the process of plugging it in. Rat meow. Uh, I am moving my cables over, and I'm going to narrate everything I do. The sick as overdrive is a diversion from this well-worn path, taking the, its basic structure from the Plan Centaur. Oh, oh, Lord. Jesus, super sorry about that. Go That's on. Okay. 
Uh, it is um, some major improvements on the Clon Centaur, basically. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's got a um, hmm. level gain, base treble, and then a, a toggle. Looks like a high and a low. Like a high and low. Yep. Yeah. Um, clean boost, overdrive. Clean boost, comma, overdrive, or a blend of the two, I should say. Or a blend of the two. Internally boosting to 18 volts. All right. My uh, Les Paul was the one near me. Okay. Uh, okay. Whoa, drop my pick. <laughs> Freaking amateur. <laughs> it's just, this is terrible. Kind of flabby. Let's see, more level. Less gain. Okay, so I feel like it's a little on the dull side. It's very mid-rangey. It does sound very mid-rangey, which is interesting for a clon. Uh, what position is the switch in? Up. So okay. this is down. I think it has more gain in the down position. Yeah, okay. No, they're just talking about that like many overdrives are based on the tube screamer and they didn't go down that road for this, so they went down the other road, which is the, <laughs> the Clon Centaur. Um Okay. Yeah, I've seen this. this on a lot of boards, and it's one of those pedals that's like it, it's kind of risen to the top as one of the best or certainly one of the better clon pedals clon type overdrives okay um a lot of people who's playing and uh tone ear i really respect talk about this pedal would this be better with with uh as an additive to amp distortion could be um or like a a slightly broken up amp god i threw my pick again i'm just getting a different one this is the worst pedal demo I've ever done. It's up there. <laughs> it's high on the list. Okay, let's... Um, okay, let me get something a little different here. So let's just drive this guy a little bit. Uh, channel. Whoa. What? Sorry, what was that? Uh, this is my amp. <laughs> there you to, are. Okay. I'm trying to get the... Okay, so now let's try to add the pedal to this. Off. Okay. I mean, based on our the internet phone call, I think that sounds pretty damn good. It sounds really good as an additive to another distortion. I don't dig it yeah. by itself at all. I think it's very dull, but it it's um the the brightness it like I put it in front of an amp sound that is kind of dull and and boring and weak, and then it it got, it kind of came to life. So I think that's what where this is going to shine. 
And I have the EQ a little scooped too, so that's probably helping. Is there a mid? Nope. No, it's just bass. Okay, just bass treble. Yeah. So we could okay. um, we could pump this guy right up. I'm just gonna maximize the EQs. It's uh, really cutting in and out, mostly out. Oh, that's a bummer. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, hmm. It sounds good though. I do like it. Hmm. Yeah. I've always wanted to try one. So cool. Cool. Well, I'm. It's. That's, Are you going to um, do a proper demo as well? Is that where we're coming down on these? Uh, I probably should, especially if this is sounding crappy to you. I mean, obviously the the local audio I have is going to be fine, but. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. I I I mean I I should. I hopefully I'll I'll have time. Is all. Um, I did right. just open okay. this up right now because I haven't had a second to to look at it. But okay. I no mean, pressure. it's a simple pedal. I should just like find some riff and give her a go. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I'll try. I'll try to do that. But anyway, that's that's basically that's that's her. Um, not much else to say about it, I guess. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing about trying out overdrive pedals is you turn them on and you really get a sense of what it's doing within thirty seconds or less. Yeah. <laughs> so think, like you you would change other gear around this, um, yeah. to form an opinion on it. I think and. That's fine. You know, there's, that's what pedals like that are for. Right. Um, I do think it sounds really good, though. I, I'm. I think it is good. It. Yeah. It it not not good by itself. Um, I didn't care for it really at all. But um, it was a it was good as like a. It's funny because they're like yeah. we didn't make a tube screamer. Well, I don't know. I don't really see any other use for it than like a tube screamer. So. Well, clones were, you know, kind of brought like into too. light for, for the same reason. Yeah. Taking your amp and just like giving it an extra layer of even better. So, I mean, if if you were to put a clon in front of a clean amp with... So that's the thing about clons, though, is I think they were mostly used as treble boosters, like level boosting yeah. without adding a lot of gain. Right, right. So um, it's one of those pedals you can use a million different ways and... Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Jonas is asking in the chat, what is soft touch buffered bypass? This pedal has a soft touch relay based foot switch. Yeah. So uh, it doesn't the, click really the hard. Clon, yeah. It's like a tap tempo switch. Yeah. Um, the Klon famously had buffered bypass. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. So yeah, they. Yeah. Um, true, true bypass is one of those things, much like brought into light by the Klon as well. True bypass is not always what you want. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. And, and, and the Klon is proof that. Uh, even great pedals can have buffered bypass. So, right. yeah, there's not like a, a physical click to it. The button moves yeah. and comes back up, but the thing that's doing the switching is actually a relay. Yeah, uh, much like the pedal I have. Actually, Jonas, it's a lot like the switches on your HX Stump. Yeah, 
like them. Yeah. Like them. Yep. Very similar. So my pedal also has those soft switches. I have the Boss RV500. So my understanding is this this is like kind of the be-all, end-all of campers, right, to take out camping. Yeah, a recreational vehicle 500. Yeah. It's about the size of one. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And I think, actually, let me open this sucker up. Yeah, You're there's four double A's in here. There's a battery door on it because there's four double A's in here. <laughs> oh, so you could play it while you were camping. I get you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You could do all that cool MIDI switching with the uh, the gear shift or whatever. <laughs> so it's the be-all, end-all of reverb pedals from Boss. And it's, I think, intended to compete with the Big Sky and other such pedals. Oh, so wait, I think I remember when this hit the news and we were talking about it because this is boasting a 32-bit DAC. Yes, so I had the MD500 from Boss. Same form factor, same Ah, guts. okay. uh, But the modulation variant, this is the reverb system of the same product line. Wow. So yeah, it has that totally absurd 32-bit thing. Seemingly impossible DAC. Yeah, it'll do it all. Uh, for some reason, it'll do things you don't even need it to do, <laughs> which I think yeah. most pedals will do. Yeah, I'm agreeing to some kind of user license agreement so I can download the manual. Oh, cool! <laughs> wow, could you have said that any more sarcastically? <laughs> oh, wow, Justin! Oh, cool! What a totally cool Good. guy who isn't nerdy at all. Good job. <laughs> Um, this has 12 modes with 21 reverb types, all with deep editing parameters. So if you know anything about the 500 series of boss pedals, they all kind of work the same, much like Strymon pedals all kind of work the same. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's go through these modes. Hit me. Room, hall, plate, spring, and that's it. shimmer, Each- fast, oh. <laughs> fast decay, early reflection, non-linear, SFX, dual, SRV and Space Echo. Yes, the Roland Space Echo lives on in this pedal. All right. Then there's like a multi-selector rotary clicky switch, clicky button for uh, time and value, which is like a multi... It'll let you scroll through the menus and stuff, and you click it to select. Then there's knobs for pre-delay, effect level, and then low and high. Look at all these like mod patterns and stuff. Yep. In stereo in out expression control USB MIDI in and out. Uh, it's fully loaded, very feature rich. It's about the size of the HX Stomp. It's almost identical in form factor. Hmm. Um, three foot switches A right and down B. Right to the screen and everything. It's yeah, three foot switches uh, banks A and B, and then a tap or control. So the tap will either be like for the space cycle, we'll do the tap tempo, or yep. you can self oscillate with it, or it can be like a secondary sound in the bank, that kind of thing. Cool. So it does a lot of sounds. Um, I just, again, pedals like this, it's really hard for me to buy in on the edit, uh, editability and and get into making custom sounds because I don't have the pedal for very long and I just want to see what it can do. So I went through a bunch of presets yeah. and recorded a demo, a demo that I'm really into, actually. I really like it. But many of the presets here are kind of familiar reverb sounds, which is Mm. good. I guess that's what you want when you're buying a reverb pedal. Um, 
it's a lot of pedal to do something like a simple room sound with, I think. Okay. Or a simple spring sound. If you're using a pedal like this or a Big Sky or any other mega super reverb pedal, I think you got to be using those crazy reverb sounds to justify it because reverb is so often an always on set it and forget it kind of sound for a lot of players. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, the room sounds and the spring sounds, those kind of more traditional things sound awesome. They're very good sounds, but they're very unremarkable. Hmm. You know, it's not a sound that you're going to be like, wow, what a great room reverb sound on that guy's amp. <laughs> you know, it's not a thing you'll even notice. You notice it when it's gone. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's kind of it, I guess. Uh, the space echo is a lot of fun. I like having that. Um, some of the other stuff is like the shimmer mode is still unfortunately not as good as Strymon's. It's just a fact. <laughs> they just have it on lockdown. Yeah. And I'm sure if I were to get into the settings and stuff, I could really customize it and have it sound however I wanted. But but what about uh, that? What about that money though? Yeah. Uh, actually, I, f- I think it's what is it? Three fifty. Three fifty. It's kind of I, I just that's a lot for boss. It is. Um, this you don't have a brand that commands that number. I think I said this about the um, the MD five hundred. It almost feels more like a Roland product. Wow. Like it's, if it was branded Roland, it would the price maybe wouldn't I, seem weird to yeah, me. Yeah, maybe I know too you much. Know? Like that doesn't change anything for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but guys, thirty two bits. Find some other right, piece of equipment those... that has a thirty-two bit DAC on it, like, and then after you find that, if you manage to, explain to me why you need that, or why it makes any yeah, difference sounds... whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, here I just want to also separate this whole thing. It's not that it sounds bad; it sounds extremely good. Mm-hmm. I just don't think you need something that is this doing this. And I think I would say the same thing about the Big Sky. I'm just—I I think I did because I tried that too, but I'm not. I'm not a reverb connoisseur, I guess. I have yeah. I have two reverb sounds on my pedal board. One is a foot switch for the amp reverb, and the other is like a big mega decay that's just all over the place wonky. Huh. And it's kind of and I I mess with that pedal every now and then, but uh I don't really get into complex reverb setups. So it's just not for me. But it does a lot of cool things. I mean yeah. The dual reverb thing is cool. The non-linear thing is cool. It just does all these effects that make you go, wow, I haven't heard that kind of thing before. Right. But it doesn't make it usable. It doesn't make it musical. So, you know.
Well, anyway, it sounds great. If you are looking for a big boy reverb that has all these presets and all these really cool sounds and customizability, it is in the running. The 32-bit thing seems like a waste of money. I would definitely, I mean, and granted, the Strymon Big Sky is more expensive than this. Mm-hmm. But, I don't know, it's it's going to come down to the sounds that these companies can offer you. I think the Strymon sounds are a little more unique and a little better. This is a lot more traditional, and yeah, as far as room, as far as reverb sounds go, um, there's probably a whole market of people who think like Boss means guitar pedal that oh, they can 100%. still sell to. Yeah. Right? It's not the there boutique market. Be. Why else would Boss be in business? Yeah, yeah, right. I, they're one. They're one of the brands in this in this space that is synonymous with guitar gear, right? Gibson, Fender, Boss. People know these yeah. names. So, well, it's fine. Right on. It's 350 bucks. Sounds good. Cool. Well, thanks for Pedal Genie for letting us talk about how very mediocre it is, I guess. It's tough. The, the, the features that they're flexing are kind of like a waste of time and money. Um, the other 500 models are also 350 bucks. Doug, you are correct. Um, but they also have that feature that's like kind of a waste of time and money. <laughs> so... Uh, and, and the um, MD500 was a really fun pedal. It also sounded really good. I feel the same way about it. It's just like that's adding money, adding yeah, yeah, money to the price tag on this. So, you know. Yeah, that's right. So um, let's get on. Let's get on here. What's going on at Fender, Mr. Derek? Fender. Fender, Fender, Fender. American Fender. Ultra. Do, 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 Fender, Fender, it's the Fender theme song. Go on. Fender American Ultra. No thanks, I don't want to sign up for your newsletter. <sighs> okay, so... Here's a fun thing that doesn't usually happen on this show. I got to try out these guitars. Oh, cool. Oh, yeah, because it was that special thing. Yes. So it's um, it was Fender Day at the Manchester Music Mill. And they had the Fender rep there. Try a Fender, get a T-shirt, special pricing on Fender. And by the way, we've got a few American Ultra brand new guitars here try them out. So I got to try the Strat and the Tele, and they also had a jazz bass there. So the Fender Ultra Series is the new top-of-the-line flagship, super primo, uh, extra special attention paid to these type of models. Hmm. American-made, premium parts. These are replacing the American Elite Series. So as Fender has moved on through the years, they stopped making the American Standard. They moved into like American Vintage and American Elite. There's all these different American tiers now. So American Elite is gone, and now it's American Ultra. <laughs> okay. Okay. That's fine. That's fine. I It's a giggle, but it's fine. Yep, it's fine. So... <laughs> They all have new, newly designed Fender noiseless pickups, okay. new neck heel contours, and faster playing necks with a satin finish. Oh. 10 to 14 inch compound radius right out of the factory. Locking tuners on the guitars, not on the basses. So the noiseless pickups are a trip. 
because I never realized before I went to the mill, I played my strat. I have a 2001 American Fender strat, uh-huh. American standard. So I played it and I just, when I play my strat, I just automatically ignore the 60 cycle hum because it's just a thing that happens with that guitar. <laughs> it's just part it's of just, your environment when you have that guitar it's, near you. Yeah, it's just canceled out. And I think a lot of people are the same way with, with fenders or with strats and single coils in general. Yeah. So when playing the Strat at the music mill, it was kind of surprising to hear it not make any noise. Stood out to you. It stood out as what's what's different about this? Why does it feel different? Mm -hmm. Oh, it's because it's it's really truly silent. Yeah. Um, But they still sound very iconic. They sound very Stratty and very Telecastery and that kind of stuff. Technology. Um, Oh yeah. So for me. The killer feature on these guitars is the new neck heel construction. And it this is, is the really it gives you nice. a you have a, like a bump that you're landing against, right in your palm. Yeah. So on on a on an older Fender model, it was a, the four bolt, very square heel. Um, some time ago, they introduced this like sloped design on the four bolt neck. So yep. on the treble side of the plate, it was curved and it would kind of get out of your way. Now okay. they have so also accepting sculpted, the cutaway a little bit. Yep. So now they have also changed the shape of the cutaway on the back of the guitar. So from the front, it looks like a strat on the back. You can see this, like it looks like the tummy cut, but it's turned 90 degrees towards the, like the lower horn and it's scooped oh, yeah. out. In in the back of the lower horn, so it gets out of your way as you get up onto those higher frets. The access is amazing. Hmm. To get way way up there is absolutely no issue. And so is the is there like less? I'm I'm trying to like zoom in on it right here. Is there like less wood there? Yes, like it's thinner? it's removed. Are you familiar with PRS's? cutaway. Oh, and I see that it's got a curve too. Like it's not a square yeah. plate. It's like a it, it, I don't know what shape to describe that. It has one of the sides of the square is curved. How can well, it be? Yeah, that's what I mean by the sloped kind of sloped <laughs> yeah, neck plate. Yeah. Um, but it's in that pocket, in where that lower cut is. It's yeah. like if you're familiar with the PRS cutaway that has the cut on the front of the guitar, it's like that but on the back. Mm, okay. Okay. Um, so it's it's very interesting and it's very comfortable. Yet from the front, it looks very traditional, which is very cool. So um, the 10 to 14 inch compound radius, I think, is smart. It's a very pro feature. Yeah. But it's uh, that compound radius is something that really takes some getting used to. So if you're not used to that, that's if you're not familiar, the radius of the fretboard is the slight curvature that it has. Old fenders were seven and a half inches. So if you were to draw a circle uh, following the curve of the fretboard, it would be a seven and a half inch radius. Uh, radius. Yeah. Now, most, I think for a while, fenders were nine and a half. Uh, now they are 10 inch. And then as you move up the neck, so from the, the lower end cowboy cord area, it's 10 inches. As you go up to the higher frets, it's 14 because the flatter the radius Generally, it's a little easier to to fret single notes. Yeah, for lead. Oh wait, I thought it was the other way around. I thought a curvy. No, that doesn't make sense. No, curvy is really comfortable for cording down low. Huh. So, like my telly, my black telly has a seven and a half, seven and a quarter inch radius. So 
down low, it's really round. You can mm-hmm. you can really even see it when comparing it to other guitars. Cording is very comfortable down low. Up high playing leads, it's very easy to fret out. Yeah. So bending, you don't you don't have as much travel when you bend. So okay. um, the strats are back to a two-point trim system with the milled steel saddles. So they're very much like the old American standard. Uh, they have a pop-in arm though, which is really nice instead of the threaded. Yeah. And then the strat comes in HSS standard SSS. There's a Tele, uh, four and five string jazz basses, and then a P bass with the JP pickup combo. Uh huh. The the best. And then a bunch the of best new bass. Bunch of new colors. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. The best bunch and of new most colors. ultimate bass. Uh, what about and this? And then all the guitars. Jazz master. There's a jazz master yeah. too. Yes. Um. Yeah, just this, the same stuff pretty much on the Jazzmaster. New noiseless pickups, which on a Jazzmaster is great because they were particularly noisy. Um, one little tiny stupid detail that I did not care for was I didn't really like the new knob design on the Strat. <laughs> it's very slightly different, and I just was huh. not really into it. Uh, but all the guitars have the S1 switch, which they've they, which is Fender's like push-push coil tap. Okay, feature. I was actually just looking at the Telecaster, and it looks like it has two different knobs. It looks like one of them's curvier, and the other one has yes. a flatter top. Right, because the volume knob has a little push button in it. Okay. And what it'll do is set the middle position to series or parallel. Uh-huh. I, uh, so you can you can turn it into one super wide humbucker if you want. <laughs> <laughs> um, they're, they're all featuring treble bleed circuits, which is really great. They should have been doing that a long time ago. Should have been doing that about uh, 100 years ago. And a modern D-shaped neck. They're moving away from the C-shaped neck, so we're on to D-shape. <laughs> Progress. <laughs> so when the 2021 uh, fenders come out with the E-shaped neck. <laughs> it'll help you play the H note. <laughs> uh, can we talk about, can we please talk about this Telly in Arctic Pearl? Yeah, new we can. new favorite guitar color. This whole thing, I I feel super bad, but I've been turning my head around and looking at my my blue telly with lovely <laughs> white binding that I was so in love with until about eight minutes ago. Uh, man, this thing is like it's so it's sharp. The tuxedo it's like of up. Telecasters. Yeah, so it's a white sparkle finish. So if you zoom in, oh, it's got a little metal flake in it. On. Yeah. And, and it doesn't it's got show black up in the picture, binding. but it's got black binding. The okay, the black binding's and, only on and the front. It's got the tummy cut. The black binding's only on the front. It doesn't have a, a double binding. Right, because it's got a tummy cut like a strap. Because if they had a double binding, they probably would already have my money. <laughs> and I don't have the money for this. Yeah. Um, oh so look at the back Lord. of this one. If you if you change the color around, also, oh, the natural finish also has the black binding. Um, on the telly, it's a little bit easier to see that mm-hmm. neck, or sorry, the the horn carve in the back. Oh, I could see it on the other. Yeah, you can see it in okay. sort of the texture. I really dig the cobra blue with the anodized gold pickguard. Cobra blue. I, Wait. On the American Ultra Telly, if you click into the product page. I'm there, but I can't make it turn gold. 
You're looking at the American Ultra Telecaster yeah. page. You click Cobra Blue, Cobra Blue. and then the, the pick guard is gold. Oh, the pick guard. I, I was thinking about yes. the bridge for some reason. I don't, I don't care for this. Really? Yeah. Hmm. But it's because uh, I just, I w- because I just, I just met my guitar wife in Arctic oh, okay, Pearl. Like you got to understand. I do. I mean, yeah. <laughs> in any other scenario, these would all be beautiful guitars, <laughs> but I only have eyes for her. Yeah, it is a very beautiful color. So the one that I tried was the Plasma Red Burst, which is a very bright uh, red sunburst. This is awful. Yeah. And then Ultra Burst, which is a new word for three-tone sunburst. Um, (laughs) Ultra Burst. Now, I think also that one of the most interesting colors across the line is this Texas Tea color. Oh, okay. Yeah. With the jazz bass they had was in this color. It is not black. Is it? It is this very strange brownish, greenish, metallic black. That's funny because it's look, <laughs> it looking slightly blue on my computer if I stare at it, but then it turns black again if I keep staring at it. Also, this yeah, pit so guard is definitely like... A, it's, it's metal, it's yeah. It's like brushed metal. It's... Huh. Awesome looking. So yeah. in in yeah. person, it's very dynamic. It okay. really changes as you move it around. Huh. Um, if you look at the thumbnail for the video on the um, telly page, you can kind of see it's like brownish, greenish. Yeah. It really changes with the light. Uh, it, beautiful guitars. So how did it play? It played fucking great. Like, what do you expect? <laughs> it's a top of the line. <laughs> Shut up. It played expensive. great. Shut up. Yeah, it, it was great. So they're they're really really cool. Um, a lot of vibe, a lot of, um, I, I appreciate the marketing on this more than what Gibson is doing. Like, mm-hmm. I don't really want to get in, into that, but it's just like Fender's like, <laughs> don't hey. Want, don't even get me started. Yeah, it's very like, here's our new top of the line. And it's a really streamlined lineup. You know, there's two strats, one telly, one jazz master, mm-hmm. and three basses. And that's it. <laughs> It's just yeah. goodness all around. Yeah, that's I true. Really I mean, dig- you, you would get, end up with these like product launches where there's like 30 guitars and then... Yeah. Yeah. I really dig the HSS Strat, which also comes in that Arctic Pearl, but with a tortoiseshell pickguard. Yeah, it doesn't have the binding though. The P-Base no. has the tortoiseshell as well. The binding low- makes that color... It really pops, yeah. Uh, uh so good luck, man. Yeah, I really kind of low key dig the natural finish strat. Yeah, the one right here on the main with the tortoise shell. Yeah, it's um, yeah, I don't know what it is. I'm just into it. It's hard to find a, I mean, a, I, I love telecasters, but a, a strat looks like a guitar no matter what color you paint it. True, you know, um, yeah, it really, I mean, I'm just clicking around. Even the even the plasma red burst, which is which is just the the radioactive waste of of colors, doesn't look that bad on it. Yeah, I think plasma red burst is a little bit similar, or a lot of it similar to the older color that was called cherry burst. No, uh, cherry burst I guess is it. deeper than this, isn't it? Cherry burst is Gibson. Um, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> cherry sunburst. Uh, what the hell was it called? Sienna burst, I think. Hmm. It's either Sienna or Sierra burst, but it was like a really 
uh, it, was, it was this kind of red and orange, but it was a little more pale. It wasn't as radioactive. Mm, yeah. I just feel like this is so. a guitar that, I don't know. I was going to try to think of somebody to insult. This is the guitar that somebody I want to insult would have. Eh, whatever. I don't need to do that. Mm. I don't need to waste my yeah. energy on that. Okay, fine. Nickelback. This is a Nickelback guitar. Plasma Whoa. Red Burst. Oh, of the color? Yeah. Or, yeah. I can get into that, I guess. <laughs> I, can, I, can, I can abide by that. Um, yeah, so the American Ultra P-Bass with that jazz pickup, that's all you need. Yeah. Attention bass players. It's also got active electronics, like active, passive, whatever you want. It friggin' rules, dude. Yeah, it's like uh, attention bass players. Do you already have a music man? No? Well, here you go. <laughs> it's got If you Fender's, do, then, you, you know, whatever, you're fine. Don't yeah. get up. It's It's got Fender's version of the Badass 2 bridge, which is very cool. Yeah. Um, it's got four knobs on it. It's blocky. It's, it's like got, the Minecraft uh, of bridges. <laughs> We're having a lot of show titles today. <laughs> uh, it's got two stacked concentric pots. Yeah, because which is just tons and they're, of mojo. Uh, they're um, preset assignable. Uh, wouldn't that be something? <laughs> <laughs> Eighteen volt preamp inside. Man, it's uh, that's a base right there. It is a base. I mean, I don't think anyone is you know disputing what's that. Wild though. What? You know what's like wild and stupid is that this base doesn't have truss rod access at the headstock. Yeah, it looks like one of those. You, do you have to take the neck off to do it? Yeah. Yeah. Although Stumac makes a wrench that allows you to access oh, it. Oh, really? Yeah. Good on you. Somebody yeah. had to do it. The strat. Oh, if you're looking at the P base, go to Mocha Burst. They have. I'm, I'm um, loving the age natural. There's something about the 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 rosewood on neck uh, rosewood mm-hmm. fretboard on that. Okay, what am I looking at? Pecan. No, Mo- Mocha Burst. Mocha Burst. Oh no! This uh, is uh, this is everything that was bad about the '70s has been recreated and encapsulated here. Yeah. So the Strat that I tried was this color. Um, not really into it. It's, this is this is this color should be called ashtray glass. Yes, that's exactly what it this is. This is awful. It makes this this pick guard would be beautiful on a real guitar, and it's been it's ruined like by comparative right. color problems. It's kind of like a browner version of Antigua Burst, which is my truly most hated color of any guitar ever. <laughs> I'm going to start calling my jazz bass Ultra Burst. <laughs> them. Like, you know, Fender's always got to have something where you're like, everything's great, except this one f***ing detail. Fender, what are you doing? Yeah, I almost don't mind that you make colors that look bad because you you need something to give relief to your good colors, right? You have to create some kind of dynamic. You have to create now, a difference. If we're talking about if we're talking about cool things, were we? The the jazz bass yeah. has block inlays and a bound fretboard. Oh. I hadn't even looked at the jazz bass yet. I'm so like jazz basses, I'm like, oh I got one of those. I don't even need to Pay attention to you anymore. This is mm-hmm. cute. <laughs> it's cute. I'm sure you that's know? exactly what they were going it's cute. for. Oh, it comes in Texas tea. Yeah. You know? 
That's that's the one they had, and it's got oh, the maple this fingerboard is, with the dark block inlay. The dark block inlay. You know what this is? It's a bowling alley base. <laughs> it looks like a bowling alley. It kind of does. Like that amber. Yeah. Uh, like everything yeah. is just kind of old. It's not that it's dirty. It's just been there so long, man. <laughs> That's a five bolt neck fender. What? What, what are you doing? <laughs> um, they're about $2,000. All those fenders. Give yeah. or take yeah. a few hundred bucks. Yeah. Top of the line. I like they're this nice. bowling alley base too. I like my bowling alley base. We've had we have more show title options in this than we've had in recent memory. <laughs> so, all right, let's let's wrap this up because okay. you got to make a phone call and we gotta we gotta thank the patrons. Let's get into it. Do it. Do, do you, are okay. you gonna go? Go. You go. Go. I'm going. Steve Huffman. Thanks. Righteous Ryan Johnson. Thanks, man. Nick Greenwood. Dude. Thanks. Kyle McIntyre. Thanks, bro. Jonas Sabatini. He's here in the chat. Thanks, man. Eric Garibaldi, currently at Disney World uh, at Galaxy's Edge. A little jealous, but thanks, dude. Doug the Dugs. Doug Gann. Doug Christ. Thank you both very much. (laughs) Doug of the Dugs. (laughs) OG friend of the show, Brian Rizzi, who was here for a moment and then left. Thanks, Brian. You guys are the best. Uh, Patreon is off to a great start, and the... The response has been wonderful, and we're so happy with how everything's been going. I think Discord is also going really well. So mm-hmm. uh, if you are new to Tone Control, if you're new to Tone Control Nation, come <laughs> hang out. <laughs> come hang out. If you're Discord. a new old stock component, just, just getting added to the circuit <laughs> right now, come on, hang yeah. out with us on our Discord. Uh, do we have a link? I was about to keep going. Discord. It's in the show notes. Dot G- no, I'm not going to read that crap. It's like a bunch of letters, and they're not words. Yeah. Anyway, it's in the show uh, notes. It's, it's you can show find notes. it. Yep. So, and the deal with Patreon is for one dollar a month, you get a shout out and uh, our undying thanks and and attention. And then for two dollars a month, you get to hang out in the chat and listen to us record the show live. And you get to read all is, the crazy you know, shit we say while the robot is reading the ad, and we're all trying to be quiet. Yeah, and the gang is here talking about what we're talking about, and it's uh, we're interacting and stuff like that, and fumbling over the news because we're like, oh, that's a good joke. <laughs> oh, wait, I have to read the joke for the audience. <laughs> you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. And uh, I guess And you get to hear how many show... times I, I drop my pick in case I edit those out of the actual show. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Standing rule, if you join the Discord and you share a name with someone, you get your own private channel. <laughs> So far, but I've done only, it for 100% of people, so... Right, but the rule is you're only allowed to talk about, uh, in this case, Doug-related problems. Doug. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so problems that only Doug's experience. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, if I, if, um, I made it this whole time. Okay. <laughs> ah. Okay. Well, it it was good. It was good. We did a much better job this time, I think. I think so too. I'm still ironing. I out found a, few a window kinks. arrangement that lets me keep an eye on the chat, but also ignore the chat very easily. Oh, cool, cool, nice. Yeah. Okay. All so, right. So uh, hit us. Find us on social media and such, and see you next time. I guess. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Um, join all of our join join all of our business and talk with us on the channels and whatnot, and we'll see you next time. 
to all the components out there in the tone control circuit. Thanks for listening, and fuck off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's right.